Have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to pursue an opportunity, but something inside you just told you that you weren't ready for it, or that maybe you didn't have the skills for it? A lot of times this comes from something deep inside. You just can't put your finger on it. More often than not, we choose to listen to that internal voice, even if the narrative is completely off. That voice is based on our past experiences and in most cases is irrelevant for what we need to pursue today. My guest today helps people overcome anxiety, overwhelm, self-doubt, and sabotage so that they can move to the next level of their life and business. Here's the story of Serena Talbot. My name is Aruna Krishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Whether we know it or not, our experiences and our environments make us who we are at a certain point in time. Serena helps undo some of this natural programming to help women overcome trauma and help them reach their goals. The work I do is focusing on those limiting beliefs and focusing on the things that are in our subconscious. And that means our programming. So sometimes when people think subconscious, they're like, oh, what is that? It's, it's you know, unknown or spooky or whatever. But it's really just the parts of us that are on autopilot, how we believe about what we believe about relationships and money and success and who we are and how we operate in the world, all those things. And they were programmed usually before age seven. So anything, anytime you want to do something now as an adult and as a business owner, as a woman, and you're bumping up and you're not empowered, it's because most likely there's something back there stopping you. It's powerful to understand that some of these beliefs got embedded in our subconscious well before we could make decisions, well before we were really mature enough to understand the world around us. With this knowledge, we're in a better position to tackle change. Okay, what's the thing that's stopping you so we can shift it? And then instead of having a belief that stops you, actually creating the belief that's going to help you get where you're going. This takes us to the five R's that we've discussed in previous episodes. Reflecting on your current state, rinsing out what doesn't add value, and restarting. And once you restart, it's a matter of reinforcing and repeating the process and getting better and better at redefining yourself. Serena had her own moment of redefinition when she was running a homeless shelter for women. I had this very grand vision of changing people's lives and taking them, you know, we we had women uh, with families and so needing jobs and education and mentoring and all of these things. And we provided that. They had mentors and training and um, it was a Christian organization. So took them to church and stuff. And I thought, like that'll do it. Then we'll have magically have these, you know, healed people. And in that, and I ran that for five years and I learned so much. I learned so much about 
trauma and the, and the women experiencing poverty. And I learned a lot about that. And then I also had my own, as I was doing that business, had my own stuff come up. And I really believe life, but especially business and especially for women, brings up all the things that we haven't dealt with. And a lot of times we get discouraged by that and we think, oh, crap, like this is all here to stop me. But it's coming up because it's supposed to heal. But for me, that that was just an overwhelming process of those five years and burning out and having broken relationships. And I had four little kids and all of those things, but it made it very clear. And, and I spent a lot of time blaming other people and being like, well, I just need a new program. I just need a new, you know, executive director. I just need this new board members. And after a while, I was like, okay, I'm getting like new people, but I'm the common denominator here and really learning that I needed to heal. And it closed after five years. I was very, I was burned out. And that was my, that was kind of like my wake up moment. Like I, I need to do things differently and I need to change, but mostly I need to heal. I need to figure out what is it in me that I have to say yes to everybody that I need so bad to perform and do and be a workaholic. And I feel my self-worth was wrapped up. If we had a good day, I felt good about myself. If we had a bad day, I felt bad about myself, like how that all worked. And so that led me a few years later to the work that I do, because I, I did counseling and therapy and read books and did programs and all those things and found that there were some subconscious things in my life. Like you're saying, the reflection, the rinse, the restart, I was able to get a certain degree of healing with that, but there was a deeper healing that needed to happen. And a friend of mine uh, introduced me to a woman who did rapid transformational therapy, which is what I do now. Serena explains how rapid transformational therapy helped her and how she's using that to help her clients today. The, the biggest thing that's effective about the rapid transformational therapy and I think any healing work is when we can connect with the subconscious and, and that's our stories. So what are the stories you're telling? What are the pictures that you have? What are the past experiences? And for me, when I work with clients, the, the way we're doing that is through hypnotherapy. So you're getting in a calm, relaxed state, just like when you would uh, do a guided meditation or some people journal and where you can just connect. And, and you said reflect. And I think it's, that's this is one method of doing that it's anytime you stop and you think about what you're doing so that's what i help people do in a session but it's just the key it's the key part of healing and so when you're reflecting you're like you said you're looking at where is this coming from and so the the process in this and this is part of the coaching I do but this is the 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 healing the transformational part we take a couple hours and we say where is this coming from where is this belief that I can't charge more or I can't charge what I'm worth where's that coming from and then listening and that and I think that would go along with the reflect as well listening okay what's what in my past made me think I'm not worth this much or made me think better more other people are better than me or made me think you know if I charge too much it might hurt people like it's reflecting on the beliefs listening to what's coming up and then 
I just support people through that. We listen to what's coming up and then we figure out, okay, how is this affecting your life? And then how can we release it? How can you feel valuable and worthy? Because that's what you need to feel in order to charge. And how do we get rid of those old stories and replace them with the truth that you're valuable, that you're enough. This reiterates the fact that you are the owner of your destiny. You make your decisions and you are in control. But the key is that you need to get your body and mind and soul in alignment. We have this disconnect from our body and our emotions and this part of us that's like with us all the time. And we're trying to like, if you imagine a head all by itself, like running the show, maybe dragging the body, but like if you get it all on board and and understand really translate. I view it as translating how, how this thing is working, what the emotions that are coming up, or if you're triggered, or if you're scared, like if you can communicate with that and understand that and translate what those emotions in your body means and what is, what those beliefs are doing, then exactly, then you're driving, then you're in control. And it's not this, you know, thing where you're fighting against yourself, but you're speaking the same language then. Meditation is one of the powerful tools to get this alignment because it provides an avenue for self-reflection, increases your self-awareness, and also translates into the energy you start to emit. Yeah, I, I have a, a, an energy scale that I share with clients of the different emotions have different energy. And we know this. You walk into a room where people have just been fighting, you feel it, right? And so if I need your approval, if I need you to say, great job, good job, Serena, you're going to feel that neediness and you're going to back off and you're not going to give me the approval, which is crazy and sad for all of us who want all the approval approval. But when you approve yourself, you walk into the room, you don't need anything from people, they you're giving to them. And we love that energy. We love it when people are around us and we just feel them have extra energy and love and abundance for us. And then they're attracted to you. So it's crazy when you love yourself on the inside and you don't need the approval, you actually get more. And when you're needing it, you get less. But once you understand that you're good to go because then you just fill yourself up. That's our job. That's our responsibility. And I love, you said, we don't do this. And I, it took me forever to do this because I thought if I'm reflecting, then I have to slow down and, oh my gosh, I don't want to meditate. I got stuff to do. Like give me homework and give me a to-do list. Don't tell me to meditate. Like it was, don't tell me to slow down. I don't want to look at my past. Like that's gone. Thank you very much. Like I didn't want to do any of this stuff until I learned it was the only way through. And I tell people it's, it's the fastest way, like slowing down makes you go faster because I think as leaders, we're like, get her done. Let's just get there as fast as we can. And this is how you do it. That's what I found. This magical slowing down is how you speed up. In my first book, Stop, Wait, Go, I talk about a three-step process to help increase that emotional intelligence and it's the stop, which is basically slowing yourself down, being intentional, recognizing the signs of your body and the waiting, analyzing what you're going to do next and making sure you're doing the right thing so that you can go knowing that you're acting with intent rather than on impulse. 
I think it's crazy because, you know, a lot of times we're like, well, I don't want to spend time with my feelings and I don't want to deal with my feelings. And it, and if you don't deal with your feelings, they're actually running the show and you're having this uncontrolled intersection and bumping into people and responding and reacting and, you know, being really emotional, even though you think you're not. And when you can spend that time with your emotions and it's usually not very long, people think it's going to be like years and it's like 10 minutes or something. And then you can respond the way you want in the logical. So yeah, I think it's changing these mindsets of actually the more you deal with what's coming up and the more you address these things and the more you reflect, the faster you're going to get where you want. And in the, in the more uh, responsible and also value, you know, in alignment with your values, like you said, that you want. Serena sums up healing with a great analogy. When a person has cancer, the problem is your immune system overreacts to fight the cancer and you're actually fighting yourself, right? And I feel like that's what's happened. We have problems and we want to fight them, right? We're going to fight everybody. We're going to fight. And, and that hasn't been working very well. But when one cell becomes healthy, the body is becoming healthier. And that's how we heal. In the episode with Dr. Tony Collis, we talked about changing the world one person at a time or one percent at a time. This is a similar concept, knowing that it's in our power to change how we function or how we do things. We can focus on changing ourselves and becoming better people. And if every individual thought about doing that, that would create a better place for us all to thrive in and a place where each of us could be empowered. We close out with Serena's thoughts on empowerment. To me, empowerment is doing the thing you're here to do and not stopping yourself or shrinking, you know, or hiding. I I view it as shining, right? We're here exactly to be that healthy cell in the organism. We don't have to change the whole world, but if we can be our most healthy self and loving self and powerful self, I think all humans are powerful. Women are very powerful when we can be in that and we're not feeling arrogant. We're not feeling like we're taking anybody else's glory when we are just doing the thing that we're here to do without shame. That's empowerment to me and, and enjoying it and having fun. And, and again, I think to me, what I'm always saying and, and what I'm passionate about is that anything that's coming up isn't to stop you. It's coming up because you're in the right place and the right time right now for it to heal. And then when that is healed and when that is dealt with or reframed or, you know, the belief is shifted or that you tell a different story, whatever that is, you are automatically more empowered. And that's why life is bumping you up against it so that you can grow, not to, to, to make you go home and hide under your bed, but for you to grow and, and show up in an even more powerful way. And I think, I think because that was so powerful for me to learn like, oh, okay, if this is showing up, like, yay, that means I'm growing. That means I'm up leveling. The design of life isn't to stop us from succeeding. But if we just keep going, there's something on the other side of this and it's good and don't give up. Life will have its ups and downs, 
And we'll definitely be faced with challenges that we have to address, face, overcome. Serena reminds us when we do overcome some of these challenges and redefine our lives, we need to make sure that we're not embarrassed or feel ashamed of our success. It actually helps other people when you're successful. When you are successful, you show them it's possible and there doesn't have to be any shame around it. You're not taking anything from anybody. Um, there's one woman, um, Esther Hicks, who talks about health. Like we don't, we don't have the idea around health where we say, well, if I'm too healthy, somebody else might get sick. You know, we know that when we're healthy, that helps everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. But we do something goofy with success or money where we're like, well, if I have too much, they won't have enough. But when we're successful, it helps other people be successful too. Just like if you're healthy, it helps other people be successful. So this brings us back to the original question on whether we've been denying ourselves opportunities because we just weren't sure if we were up for it. Take some time to reflect on what could be causing that limiting belief. Is it something from your past? Is it the fear of failure? Or is it the fear of success? And once you come to that answer, that'll give you clarity on how to move forward. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to reach Serena, you can reach her at www. That's serenatalbot.com. Stay tuned to Lead That Thing by subscribing on any of the podcast platforms. And join me next week when I talk to another guest who's empowering women. Until then, lead that thing. <laughs>